Hey folks, welcome back to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. My name is Stephen Craig. As always, I am your host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. So glad that you could join us this week. Uh, this week, our topic happens to center on the uh, coming up Olympics. Did you even know the Olympics were coming up? It's just like the first thing you've heard about it. You know, it's funny. The only thing I've heard about the Olympics so far has been like really negative crap. Like, of course, the fact that Tokyo is, is riddled with coronavirus, that their vaccine rate is incredibly low. And yet the IOC is uh, almost almost humorously uh, forcing this upon them. I, you know, as if like the 20th century wasn't hard enough uh, to Tokyo uh, and Japan in general. Uh, we had to go map the IOC. Uh, they finally get the Olympic Games in Tokyo, and it has to be the absolute worst like Olympic Games ever to be hosted in your country. And that there's no economic advantage. There will be very little tourism. And yet at the same time, uh, the spread of COVID will be horrendous. Uh, but the IOC has a lot to be gained in all of this. And the IOC, you know, I wrote a couple of weeks ago about the NCAA and I generated a lot of um, a lot of commentary uh, from folks involved in the sports world. Well, the IOC, if you think the NCAA is, uh, <laughs> is a uh, monetized piece of crap, um, you should see the IOC because the IOC uh, makes no bones about the fact that it uh, that it is a you know is a financially driven institution, um, and the fact that they're enforcing uh, the Tokyo, even though Tokyo has, had asked if they could move the games another year, um, the IOC stepped in and said, hell no, we want our money, bitch. And so, uh, so sure enough, the Tokyo games go on as planned. And uh, in the midst of all of that, um, of course, now we have this, this sort of episode that happened last week where um, American sprinter Shikari Richardson uh, was uh, told by um, the American uh, Olympic Committee uh, that uh, she had tested positive for uh, marijuana. She, to her credit, by the way, um, she has been fantastic through all of this. Um, I, 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 I as a complete side note, um, you know, she's the, regardless of whether or not you agree with what she did, and um, I've heard a lot of people um, suggesting that, you know, she knew what the rule was. Well, okay. You know, when you hear what the circumstances were, which was that she was um, smoking marijuana to um, to help her relieve some of the stress and anxiety of um, dealing with the passing of a parent. Um, you know, th those people can go screw themselves. I, I totally get that a rule is a rule. And I, even like Biden, I think, came out and essentially said just that. And, and I totally get it. You want to play the, like, it's a rule card. Okay. But like, so is then a 55 mile an hour speed limit, right? Some rules are just stupid. Um, and that, uh, and that sort of gets us to where we're going with all of this because the IOC, um, she, uh, she was, Shikari, uh, Richardson was, uh, found to have been doping quote-unquote doping <laughs> that's sort of a slip of the tongue isn't it because uh, it's not doping in the sense of steroids uh, but it is dope I guess and um, and that's what uh, drives uh, today's uh, today's column and that is that uh, not just uh, 
as you'll see, I say by the end of the article that part of what I'm talking about here isn't just in regards to Shikari Richardson and the Olympics, but rather our entire society's um, outmoded um, viewpoint on marijuana policy. Um, that we've gotten to a point where now 36 states have legalized marijuana medically, and um, I think it's 19 states have legalized it recreationally. And it's almost half the country has, you know, and you take a look at the states, uh, some of the big ones, California, New York, uh, Illinois, Michigan. These are these are big states. So it's not like the 19 little states. Um, this is a significant percentage of the country. Um, and I think I've heard that 50 percent of the country now lives somewhere where recreational marijuana is legal. So clearly our our societal view perspective of marijuana has changed considerably over the last 20 years. Um, but some of our employment uh, policy in regards to that lags behind. We, you can legally go ahead and be free from criminal charges, um, but so many drug, so many employers still continue to um, mandate drug, uh, drug testing, both, um, both inside and outside of employment. In other words, like right when you're starting to get hired and then sometimes throughout your employment. And in fact, I didn't mention this in the podcast uh, in the um, article, but I, I will in the podcast. I had a good friend of mine years ago and she's in charge of um, in charge of hiring and uh, at her local um, business. And it was about a, they had about 100 employees, something like that. I think she told me. And um, she knew um, going into a weekend, in fact, you know, um, she intentionally uh, abstained because she knew um, that she, she was going to be getting drug tested on Monday. And when she went in, uh, when they went and did the drug tests, almost 50% of the employees were let go uh, because they failed the drug test. This is, that, that's just so preposterous because of course marijuana stays in your system. You could um, I can, as I said in the um, column, uh, it's one thing to sit there and say, okay, I, I want my employee to be sober in all contexts um, while they're at work. Uh, but to sit there and, and fire people because they happen to be smoking marijuana on their time off is preposterous. And I think the Shikari Richardson case uh, gets us to exactly that. And so, uh, so with that, this week's uh, Truth in a Thousand Words or Less stopped in her tracks. Have you ever wondered who the people are that make up the International Olympics Committee, or IOC? When I learned earlier this week of the suspension of American sprinter Shikari Richardson for violating the organization's drug policy, I began to wonder just what qualifications people had to have to be granted consideration for what could only seem such a prestigious position, especially since it became abundantly clear that common sense wasn't amongst them. It seems Richardson was given a 30-day ban for smoking marijuana, a penalty that will cost her the opportunity to compete at the upcoming Olympic Games in Tokyo, which can only lead to one inevitable question. What the hell are the members of the IOC smoking? Okay, perhaps it leads to one other question. If the IOC is drug testing that rigorously for marijuana, how are all those snowboarders able to pass the test and compete in the Games? Admittedly, part of that can be explained by the change in the marijuana threshold limits the IOC initiated following the 2012 Summer Olympics in order to focus exclusively on use during the more immediate competition time frame rather than during the more prolonged training period. 
But that is also what highlights the policy's absurdity, because if the IOC thinks smoking weed gives somebody a competitive athletic advantage, they must have written that policy while munching down handfuls of edibles and hanging out listening to Bob Marley in an Amsterdam coffee shop. Under the aforementioned World Anti-Doping Administration, or WADA's, guidelines, substances are placed on the prohibited list if they meet two of the three conditions. They have the potential or proven ability to enhance performance. Two, they have the potential to cause harm to an athlete. Or three, their use is considered against the spirit of sport. Given that marijuana is used as medicine in many regions throughout the globe, Richardson herself has a medical card for purposes of stress relief and anxiety, the harm component is simply not borne out in contemporary scientific research. But what is even more dubious, also spelled dubious, is how marijuana could be considered to have the proven ability to enhance performance. Anybody who has ever consumed marijuana or has simply been treated to the utter hilarity of watching someone else who has, knows that getting high hardly creates a competitive advantage. Oh, stoners may think they are running faster than Jesse Owens being hunted down by a pack of wild Nazis, but the stark reality is that it often takes them a good half hour to make their way across the kitchen for some munchies. And that's just hoping they don't forget what they came for by the time they actually get there. Even International Olympic Committee member Dick Pound, <laughs> and yeah, I know, his name is genuinely, and I'm not shitting, his name is Dick Pound. I will leave you to make your own jokes. In any case, Dick Pound suggested, uh, acknowledged, frankly, I don't think there's evidence it's performing enhancing. Oh, really, Dick? You think so? No, we all know smoking weed detracts from, not enhances, athletic performance itself. In fact, I'm pretty sure that if Tanya Harding, Tanya Harding could have just forced a couple of edibles right down Nancy Kerrigan's throat right before the Olympic trials, she never would have needed Jeff Galuli in that wretched pipe. And yes, I know that Richardson was well aware of the rule, and hey, a rule is a rule. Yeah, but it's a stupid fucking rule, and it is well past time that we listen to the scientific research on marijuana and use some common freaking sense. Richardson, for her part, has been entirely gracious in taking complete accountability for the violation, saying that she plans on competing again in 2024. But that's just it for Olympic athletes. Unlike their counterparts in professional athletics, Richardson can't just come back from her suspension and resume competition. She must wait years for the chance to compete at the highest level, the pinnacle to which every athlete aspires. But it is not just athletes that are victimized by archaic and inane drug restrictions that should have been phased out years ago. Even though recreational marijuana use has been legalized in 19 states as well as the District of Columbia and is available for medical consumption in 36 states, employers still retain the right to drug, their test, drug test their employees in addition to potential applicants. The worst part about this is that the implementation of most company drug policies really has nothing to do with the employer's stance on the subject, or really has to do with the employer's stance on the subject rather than the actual relevance of the position. I have a good friend of mine who works in developing and maintaining network servers. Now, many of us who know him well would actually attest that he does most of his best work high out of his gourd. But regardless of that, the work he does could hardly be considered to have significant health or safety implications. 
He works on computers for crying out loud. Meanwhile, I, who have been entrusted with the well-being and education of countless young people over the course of my long career, have never once been given a drug test. Well, until my boss just read that last sentence. And that's precisely the folly of our society's inconsistent and inherently flawed approach to marijuana policy. If an employer wants to be sure that their employees are drug-free and entirely coherent while on the job, I totally get it. The same would go for an employee who showed up drunk. But no one follows you home to see how much you drink on your night off. Why then are we essentially doing this for marijuana, even though alcohol often produces hangovers that linger well into the next day at the office, while marijuana just leaves the user refreshed from a good night's sleep? Not even pilots who have hundreds of lives depending on their clear and rational thought while performing their duties get BACs during their off hours. So why should we be firing employees who smoke a little weed on their own damn time? Modernizing marijuana policy in sports in the workplace to align with the science would be a welcome change, but it won't help Shikari Richardson or the thousands of people who have lost their jobs because of a drug test that came back positive for marijuana. But with the 2022 Winter Olympics right on the horizon and all those snowboarders' aspirations thus hanging in the balance, it is imperative that the IOC revamp its guidelines before those games. I, for one, plan on nominating Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg for the committee. Thanks a lot, folks, for listening to this week's Truth or a Thousand Words or Less. We'll be back next Thursday. Um, and uh, coming soon, we are going to be starting to have uh, some guests to comment on um, on some of the uh, some of the material that's on here. I think that will be a welcome chance, so stay tuned to that. We'll have a big announcement about that coming up. Uh, in the next episode. But for right now, uh, hope you had a great 4th of July. Go enjoy the summer. It's beautiful out there uh, all across the country, wherever it's not like, you know, a heat wave or destroying <laughs> tropical storms, you know, but other than that, it's absolutely beautiful. Go enjoy your summer. Thanks a lot for tuning in. And until next week, peace out, y'all.